Folks, religion was created as soon as human learned to live in groups in small villages. Uh, human beings, as we see today, are about 200,000 years old, and the known civilization is about 15,000 years. It was easy to live among a group of people instead of living alone at a time when there was nothing for human being to ward off other, other stronger species. Among groups, they found some weapons for protection, like sharp objects, sticks, and made them like spear to uh, hunt for some food and ward off the attacking animals. The archaeologists have dug out these, these pointed weapons used by human beings hundreds and thousands of years ago. Men and women used to be excavengers. Something may be eating vegetarians. And after thousands of years, they learned to start fire, which helped them cook some food, meat, fish, etc. They learned agriculture and how to grow some seeds that gave them some provision to store and live collectively in communities. The human instinct of control and taking over others' wealth, whatever that was at that time, others' women, started, they started the fighting and better prepared one. The, the warriors prop up in the society, then humans started moving away and taking over other land. The warriors became the rulers and other worked for them. Food was shared and a peaceful self-serving groups established. In that time, I believe uh, some people who were lazy and don't want to work started uh, acting like mullah, scaring people from natural calamities like fire, thunder, flood, earthquakes, and fooled people to get everything free. They still do the same. Over 15,000 years of human known history, these people became the right hand of the powerful and claimed themselves to be imams and prophets and whatnot and lived pretty good life without working a day. All religions claim to talk to mighty one over the sky, call it God or deity, and became their chosen one. They said the God has talked to them and they are here to rule everybody else. Thus, small states were established and the controlling warriors became either God or prophets. The God and the choosing one 
drama or uh, the system started 3000 years before Abraham uh, in Mesopotamia and uh, we can see in history different rulers in god's image like lions eagles cows snakes scorpions and even leeches according to historians the explosion of expansion and imperialism started from mesopotamia and the india and china were attacked by these hordes of groups at the at the before few thousand years ago the horses cows buffaloes sheep were domesticated then we saw the introduction of bronze age where human beings started making metal objects made spears knives swords etc and the world was set for real imperialism the horse domestication made travel and wars faster and lethal as i said the central asians attacked india and established hinduism they expelled all original indians to south or made them low caste the central asia and aryans became superior and indian caste system was established there was no concept of human rights women were made to obey men the world still has the same the kingdoms were established and most of the these systems was hereditary means father and son and then his son and all that and the change of power or government only happened through wars and killing there was no system to have a peaceful change of power until 18th century the region based uh, states uh, we know were established uh, from the time of abraham and then we saw uh, imperialist states established after the birth of jesus the starting from uh, roman empire to other places in the world everywhere there was an empire controlled by the powerful and the brutal killer kings and the average person has nothing to look for or had no power at all after the advent of islam we saw the imperialism of arabs and they routed almost 6 to 7 million square mile area and all they did were establish their governors which were basically the cousins and uh, uncles and friends of the caliph uh, or the kings and uh, nothing changed for a common person the minorities were uh, only exploited 
and treated very bad. The Arabs established a system we call totally racist, homophobic, sexist, anti-minority, and the one who has no rules or respect of human life. Uh, then came the Umayyads and then the Abbasids and they continued the same tragic way of uh, ruling. Uh, over the period of time, the Iranians became stronger. They created Shiaism and Sufism. And then when Abbasid uh, Caliphate crumbled after the attack of Mongols, the power went to Turks, the Ottomans. It uh, went to Safavid dynasty in Iran. It went to people like uh, uh, Tamur in the Central Asia and uh, so on. The Mongols established uh, one of the biggest empire, but over a period of time because they didn't uh, establish any particular religion or force that religion or had any mullahs like we see in Islam. Uh, they kind of uh, vanished over a period of two, three hundred years. But their, their sons and daughters, and then their sons and daughters, they established empire after empire. And then the same people, they attacked uh, India and they established uh, Muslim empires. They propagated uh, Sufism mainly which was not the Islam of Muhammad, but it did work very well. From the 18th century, when Europe awoke and Industrial Revolution started, and the nation states emerged in Europe, they made themselves very strong, very disciplined, and then they move out to conquer the rest of the world. And we see that 10 million strong, only 10 million strong British from a very small island, which was not even known in history about a thousand years back. They came out and then they overpowered every empire, every king, every Nawab who was ruling his people with iron hand and with brutal mentality. They were the exploiters, they were the rapists, they were, uh, you think anything wrong a person can do, they were doing to their people. So the coming of British was kind of a blessing from the God for uh, Indians. And uh, first time they saw that there is something called human right, woman right, they saw that a country should be run through democracy and everyone should have equal right no matter what color, what sect, what sex or what creed he or she belonged to. The British totally dismantled the caste system of India. They established the rule of law. They banned the Sati movement which was the most brutal tradition of Hindu religion. 
where a wife will be forced to burn herself along with his dead husband. So they really did wonders for India and coming of British in India was something which nobody could have imagined uh, just only a hundred years ago. In India, over 500 states were united by British into one country, one nation, one army, one judiciary, and a legislature and administration with check and balance. The Muslim, the religion of Muslims could not help any corrupt Nawab or King or Mullah to maintain power and superiority. They were all treated with the same law and equally. And God blessed British more than any prophet, Imam or Muslim or Christian or a Hindu king. The British ruled over half the world, bringing the advantages of humanity and human rights. The real humane God became the most powerful and old-timer God Allah, Khuda, Bhagwan reigned for covers. Since they were all fake and imaginary, they could not stand the test of the time. For 200 years in India, Allah was on the run until Pakistan was created. Because the Pakistan was created in the area intellectually and professionally very poor, Allah came back in Pakistan after 1947. Thanks to our greedy GHQ and their right hand, the Mullahs, which are rightfully called Arab dogs. Islam historically has more than 10 versions. If we, if we read the history, we'll see the, the version 1 of the Islam was the one during the life of Muhammad. Uh, it is generally called fundamentalist Islam. That was the worst horrible time when Arab tribes all over the Arab Peninsula were routed and destroyed by the forces of Muhammad and its tribal associates. Over 93 wars were waged by these leaders who used him, who used Muhammad in the most horrible way. And then he was left alone to die and none of them attended his funeral. They even denied some property he had left for his daughter. The Arab Mullah are openly proud of what happened in Arabia at that time. The Pakistani Mullah do not want to talk about the so-called, talk about it. The so-called modern Mullah who generally are seen on the TV trying to prove that Islam is still valid. They call that time the time of the wrath of Allah. 
अल्लाह का अजाब थ्रो दोर्ड ऑफ मोहम्मद एसोसिएट्स अकॉर्डिंग टू दैम इट इज नॉट अलाउड नाउ लकी फॉर मुस्लिम्स बट द आइसिस वेन दे स्टार्टेड दे डिड एग्जैक्टली वॉट मोहम्मद एंड इज एसोसिएट्स हैड डन इन स्टार्टिंग फ्रॉम मदीना दे डिड द सेम टाइप ऑफ बीहेडिंग इंस्टेड ऑफ बीहेडिंग दे यूज आर्म्स टू किल दम दे ड्राउंड दे ड्राउंड दम दे took their women and sold them in the city center and what not because the salafis and the wahhabis almost 99% of them they think that if we do exactly what muhammad did and follow the fundamental islam we can still conquer the world they are so stupid they don't know that what muhammad and his forces were doing at the time there was no superpower even the two superpowers of that time uh, the romans and the persians they were fighting each other they had no time to look into what is happening arab peninsula and then when the arab tribal leaders became stronger they started attacking them and they made them run as well because the arabs of the uh, northern arabia were basically fighting uh, with the romans or with persians so they had the uh, war tactics and they being tribal leaders they became part of the muslim empire and established a large arab empire of that time now no one says a word in religious community in pakistan all they say it was from allah a very cruel assumption instead of criticizing and analyzing when and how it went wrong they kept shut up when we look into those horrible times when averagely every month one fight or war was waged on peaceful tribes for no reason they were given only one option accept islam or die there is a famous a uh, statement in history where one of the companion of muhammad said we will go out in groups and ask everyone we come across with have you heard of muhammad if they say yes our next question will be do you believe he is the prophet and allah is the greatest if they say no we kill all men and take their property women and kids are slaves the reason why a relatively peaceful group became so violent from early skirmishes to badr war ohad and trench where there was no winner a statement happened a stalemate happened and muhammad was forced to agree to contract at hudaybiyah with quraish where each party agreed to no wars for 10 years but the tribal leader around muhammad started attacking minorities jews christians 
pagans from other areas. One by one, they overpowered everyone. After acquiring enough power, they broke the Treaty of Hudaybiyah and took over Mecca in just two years. That is claimed to be a great military tactic of Muhammad and his associates. That started the legality of deceit in Muhammad's tradition, which was later used by every Muslim ruler. When you are weak, make a contract, and when you become strong, break the contract. This was morally wrong, and Mullah don't say a word about it. You won't find any criticism of this kind of uh, actions by a group uh, after making a contract and breaking it in just two years. That is why the Muslims still use this tradition of deceiving and then breaking the contract at their will. In 1992, when PLO leader Yasser Arafat made a contract with Israel and there were a lot of objections on him from the Arab world, he was known to have said in one of the meetings, which was recorded and passed on to Israeli intelligence, where he says, this is contract, we call it Oslo contract, is Sulahe that means we are weak, so we are making contract. When we become powerful, we give a damn about it. This actually has changed the psyche of Arabs forever. It is hard to believe them while they say anything. And the same disease has been passed on in Muslim world, where mullahs will deceive everybody, will support one powerful and then back out and support other one. They just don't know what morality is. The famous slogan, uh, everything is fair in love and war, probably started from that time. The early warriors, many of them famous, like Khalid bin Walid, killed a Muslim man to take his wife, Layla, to his bed. When the news came to Abu Bakr, the caliph of that time, he ignored it because he was the cousin of Omar. But during the reign of Omar, the second caliph, he was demoted or retired. Historians also call it sibling jealousy as well. The point is there is no validation or need to praise those barbarians who had no morality, no respect of women, no respect to legal contracts, and no respect for minorities. They established the world, the worst racist, homophobic, anti-woman, and anti-minority empires, where caliphs, cousin, uncle, brothers were installed as governors on all acquired territories with total disrespect to locals. British, the better blessed, treated everyone equal under the law. And one can read the book called Bajang Ahmad, 
by Colonel Muhammad Khan. And he said British were the best boss and the best subordinate. Wherever they went, law was equally applied to locals as well as British. As I said earlier, Pakistan should pray to British God and say Durud to Queen. There is no need to waste a minute of a Pakistani praising the 7th century barbarians who did nothing for Pakistan. None of them ever came to Pakistan. Even today, the Arabs from that area trash Pakistanis every day, including their prime minister. Reason, Pakistanis have destroyed their life, their future, by being in control of their agents, the mullahs. Whether it is Sufi, whether it is Sunni, Wahhabi, Deobandi, Al-Hadith, Shias, all of their denominations, they are nothing but are treated as Arab dogs. And every one of them, they face, they hide the real face of Arab Islam. What I believe is that religion helps every nation become strong and self-respect. Islam in Pakistan is an absolute burden on the country because billions of dollars move from Pakistan to Arab land every year with no return. The small loans Saudis give treating Pakistan as Pakistanis as beggar, they charge interest. And then they take it back as they wish. Just recently, they demanded $1 billion from Imran Khan, who made a simple, honest mistake of attending a, a Muslim summit called by Turkish, and then he was threatened and trashed by Saudis. What a shame. If we look into the religion in other countries, like in India, Brahmin, Mull Brahmin Mullahs, though very rich, and fool people to make a lot of money, but that money stays in India and is part of their economy. The 5 to $6 billion Pakistanis waste on Arab land, which is not even a blessed land, they only get abused, kicked, and die in stampede, fire, and disease. It is about time we save this valuable foreign exchange and help our poors instead of Arabs. It is unlikely though because second class low IQ GHQ journals use this shit to make defense colonies and send their kids to overseas. They care less about Pakistan. In the next episode, We'll start talking about the science which has totally trashed every religious book and Quran is no exception. We'll see how many horrible and serious mistakes were made when Quran was written. God bless.